and welcome to episode 29 of Stories from a Bar, uh, quarantine edition. I'm your host, Chris Osborne, and hanging out with me for this episode is Scott Veltman, head brewer over at Indian Ladder Farms Cidery and Brewery. Welcome back to the show, sir. How are you? I know. How's it going? It's been a while. <laughs> it has. I, uh, I went back to check. It's been about a year and a half or so since oh, shit. we recorded. A long time ago. <laughs> I know, man. Wow, it went so quick. Right. <laughs> well, it's good to be back, man. It's good to see you, Chris. I appreciate you taking the time hanging out. Yeah, I am. Uh, we both drinking some great beers, I'm sure. What are, oh, yeah. what are you drinking there? Uh, I am drinking all the juicy things from Unified uh, Beer Works. Nice. I had some of that. Well, I lost track of days at this point. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> recently. It wasn't yeah, that recently. long ago. <laughs> Maybe a few hours ago. It's getting know. harder to remember. <laughs> right. <laughs> I am actually drinking some Indian Ladder stuff, the trailer IPA you guys oh, nice. have put together. That and, was just uh, canned up last Tuesday. That's today. Today is the 8th. That's great because Megan's got a calendar right here. <laughs> so today is the 8th of April. So that was, yeah, that was done at the last day of March. Um, nice. Super fresh. Tuesday. I like that. Super, super fresh. We're almost out of it, too. Are you really? Yeah. It's I think quite we have, like, tasty. more taste left. Well, I'm super fortunate because I live uh, right by Glenville Beverage. So I don't know if you're familiar with them. It's a, uh, yeah. you know, bigger beverage center that has an awesome selection from all the local places. So I walked yeah. in there the other day and uh, they had a bunch of Indian ladder stuff and of course stuff from all over. So I saw this. I love the can art, by the way. Yeah, right. So uh, Dietrich Gehring actually made that when he, I believe he was four years old. And that was his oh, old really? trailer. Yeah, that was his uh, trailer park he lived in. I think it was, uh, was it Bloomingdale? Yeah, Bloomingdale, Indiana. Bloomingdale? Bloomingfield? Bloomingdale. That's... And he was trailer, uh, I think it was 78. Wow. Yeah, because, <laughs> I mean, yeah, because, I mean, it looks like a child's drawing. and Yeah. <laughs> not, I'm not going to lie. That's what kind of drew me to it. I don't know what yeah, that right? says about me, having <laughs> never had this beer before. Yeah. It looks like a kid drew all over that can. I want to drink that. <laughs> yeah, our can art has, has been... Uh, been expanding a lot too which is you got, yeah you guys have some great can art especially uh who was the mascot i forgot the animal's rosie? name yeah rosie yeah rest in peace yeah poor yeah, rosie. She, she died uh right around thanksgiving last yeah year. i was gonna say it doesn't seem like that long ago like 20 she was 22 years old i remember going there that's and seeing Scottish her Islander. <laughs> I, I, yeah that's old and i remember going there and seeing her and just because Dietrich was showing me around the farm and I didn't see yeah. her right away. I saw like this big bale of hay and then just two giant horns sticking oh, up yeah. from <laughs> side to side. What the hell is going on over here? <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. We, uh, we, we started linking up with uh, a new guy, uh, John Schumacher, who um, him and his, uh, his, his father or his father-in-law, no stepfather, um, they're actually building our, like rehabbing our brewery now um, because we're not down in the tap room anymore. We're up top at the, uh, the Quantum Hut. Probably yeah. that's where Peter was probably showing you where yep. we were. Yeah, we were walking back that way because last time I talked to you, you guys were still using the three barrel system, like yeah. down well, in the. Uh, yeah, I still have the three barrel system now. Oh, okay. So have, <laughs> have you upgraded to a 20? Is that what the plan uh, was? Not yet. We were just actually on the phone. Probably about four hours ago with uh, Melanie Fraunhofer from Fraunhofer Designs about doing the uh, the 20 barrel and getting that all squared away. But I'm excited for that. And right now, if we can get in in uh, in line of everything, we can actually have our 20 barrel here 
uh, by December, which means I'll be brewing on that as well as the three barrel. I'll use a three barrel as like, you know, like a pilot system or just do like small batch um, sour beers and whatnot. Yeah. So we talked about the can art. Tell me a little bit about this uh, actual trailer and IPA. Oh, man. So, <laughs> so this new batch right here, you're going to love this. So before all of this happened, I had, uh, I had a couple IPAs in the tank and I had some really fun names for them. And <laughs> I couldn't use them because we didn't have labels for them. But, oh. and, and it was funny because the original plan with trailer is we wanted to make that like a rotating hop blend state IPA. Yeah. So the base is exactly the same as, as trailer, um, which is just our synergy malt, which we grow here. And then um, we have some uh, flaked oats. Uh, so last year we also grew uh, Navarro Hullis oats, which are very, very nice, especially in that, in that beer. And yeah, that beer was originally supposed to be called uh, first time listener, long time caller. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but the thing that makes that beer really cool is some of the, uh, blends that I have in here. So I did a first wort edition with some of our nugget hops and then Whirlpool was Cascade. And then before I transferred into the tank, I put, I dry hopped it with nugget and our blend of Brewer's Gold and Nugget, which is really cool because I'll get into this a little bit later. Yeah. And then uh, later on it's double, it's dry hopped again with more nugget and our three C's blend. And that's kind of like, the really cool thing about having, you know, you know, having our own hop yard and whatnot is we can actually spot pick. And especially last year, we did have some issues with, with disease out there because it was very wet. Mm -hmm. So we were, um, we we're just, some of them had some downy. So it's like, okay, we're going to pop these ones out now. It's like, okay, these brewers gold look really nice, but the ones down at the end look like they could use a little bit more time. So we just kind of like spot picked and, just uh you know just grabbed out some some little blends so awesome. we have like we have the bgn blend which is brewer's gold nugget uh we do uh nbc which is nugget brewer's gold and crystal uh the three c's blend which we do every year that comes out of the smaller yard behind Dieter's house uh, which is cascade uh columbus and chinook which is actually chinook. very very yeah chinook <laughs> it is it is a very nice blend and i love doing all these blends and um Last year, we, we grew our first batch of Clipso. Uh, so we are the only grower on the East Coast that have a proprietary hop that was grown from Hopsteiner. Oh, wow. So we, we were doing tests with them and see how it grows out here. Yeah, la last year, we only put uh, five, uh, no, we put seven rhizomes in the ground. Uh, we, we got maybe, you know, a few pounds here and there. So we did a blend with, with Columbus with that one. But Right now, out in the yard, we went out there before they started throwing down um, uh, fungicide, and those clipsos are already like four inches out of the ground right now, as well oh, as geez. Chris. Yeah, so we're, we feel we're going to have a nice crop with that, and we just we put uh, another, I think it was another 37, maybe 40 more rhizomes in the ground to fill out that smaller part of the yard. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of clips of this year, which is really nice. Awesome. So are you actually out in the fields planting and pulling oh, everything yeah. as well? Oh, well, all right. I'm not, doing, I'm not doing any of the planting. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll be out there, you know, like once I'm done doing all, because all the hop yard work that we, the major stuff we do is usually later in, like in the afternoon when, you know, the sun starts going down. 
Um, so like, we'll, we'll go up there. We'll, we'll tie all the quar to the top of the line. Then we'll be down on the ground throwing W clips in just so, you know, make a little trellis so they can all go in (laughs) (laughs) and start growing up. (laughs) So like I mentioned, this is, uh, only the second time I'm recording an episode at home. And, uh, I gotta say I could get used to it. Like, I like the idea of not having to worry about going anywhere after, so I could just sit here and get ripped. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, now it's, now I just have to walk to, I was and you can see, Yeah, and you don't even, like, unfortunately, the, the listeners can't, can't see, but I have Pee Wee's Playhouse as my background. <laughs> and it is fantastic, yes. As I mentioned to Sam when I talked to him, really my only worry is walking to the couch afterwards. Yeah, right. Can you make it? Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, that's only like six feet away. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, That's man, do I, do I miss going out to places and, you know, trying to capture, get some of that, you know, background noise and things like that. It just, oh yeah, it's a great feel. And uh, I can't wait to go back to anywhere yeah. at this point. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah I, I missed it a lot too. I miss going out to, you know, the bars and you know, and see, saying hi to the bar owners and, and going to other breweries and, and basically just shooting the shit with them. Like, Oh yeah. It's great. <laughs> One thing uh like always so great just to go see even you know Sam and uh you know ragging on him because you know I was over there for a while, so <laughs> we have a little war stories and stuff. <laughs> and uh I will say one of my other favorite things about recording at home is I have the my adjustable boom mic here now. Oh nice. Yeah, Are you so fancy. <laughs> I know it makes me feel this makes it feel so much more professional. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you don't have your little handheld thing. Yeah, I, I don't, you know. Or maybe can, are you hooked up to it? Oh, no, you're probably hooked up. No, right no, there. straight into the laptop, man. Technology these I days. I know, man. it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> and one is, I've, this is probably the first time I've seen Pee Wee's Playhouse in, you know, 20 years. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it, this is my house. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's just your normal, everyday living yeah, room. Exactly. Oh, I love the virtual backgrounds. Like, we also had, like, a, when, we, when we were Zooming with... Uh, uh, Chris Anderson and his fiance. Chris is a brewer over at Crossroads Brewing Company. All right. And, uh, we were messing with this one. There's also Ghostbusters one. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got to start playing around with these. Like I said, I uh, a little little new to the Zoom world here. So yeah. I well, start I found playing out around more. another another thing to make it really creepy is if you take like a screenshot. I'm not really sure how to do it on a Mac because, like I said, this is my girlfriend's computer. Do a screenshot and then put that as. <laughs> Make that the background like, image for the episode. So, like, your face would be right behind me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, that's that would be kind of creepy. Random crap, but... Yeah. So we'll talk. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll get into some more Indian ladder stuff in a minute. But uh, for anyone that doesn't know, why don't you tell me a little bit about your background? Because we touched on it briefly. I spent most of the my Indian ladder episode talking to Dietrich, and you came in for yeah. like the last ten minutes or so. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. I was actually, uh, yeah, I think I had like a bad brew day. I had like a terrible runoff that day. No, so that's like, cool. But yeah, so one of the more fast, yeah, one of the more <laughs> fascinating things I thought was just you having gone to Montreal for like a fermentation. Oh yeah, study. yeah. So I did. Uh, yeah, so I originally worked at a an ice cream place in Slingerlands, New York, called uh, Tollgate Ice Cream. So being there and having fun and realizing I didn't want to be there for the rest of my life, even though my mother worked there for, you know, she just retired maybe like two years ago. She, it was her first job when she came into the U.S. She's originally from Thailand. Oh, wow. So she started there back in 79. So, of course, I had to work there and 
I stayed there for a while and then, uh, you know, did a lot of home brewing and whatnot. And I'd be at work and I'd be coming up with homebrew recipes. And then I would leave work to go to the homebrew shop, get all my stuff. Go so back you to house and spend stuff. your days eating ice cream and then going home and brewing beer? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> it was great times. There was no weed involved either. <laughs> and there was all, a lot of involved too. All so, yeah, street laced. Um, yeah. So yeah, then I found a, I found a, a school in Montreal that did fermentation science. It was uh, the Canadian National Research Council up by the Kraft Foods factory. And it was a, a program that was put on from Siebel Institute. So it was like one of the ones that they... They uh, went on for multiple weeks, and there was a bunch of online stuff. And then, the, of course, you would be in Montreal. So I was living up in Montreal for a while. I was living in a hostel, which was great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, like, would do a bunch of lab work. Uh, the lab, uh, the yeast lab that we were working with was Lollamond. Uh, they make a lot of dry yeast as well. Mm-hmm. I think they do some other types of uh, food, food yeast and stuff like that. Uh, but, yeah. Working in the lab, did about 80 hours of lab work and whatnot. And so that was pretty good for my resume. Nice. And then I came back into the States uh, looking for, you know, as one does, uh, looking for brewery work all up and down the East Coast. And we used to go to Dogfish Head all the time. So I'd bug Sam, email him, call him. If we were down there, we'd go and say hi to, hi to him and stuff like that and try to get a job. And then I remember I got my first phone call from Magic Hat. Uh, and they're like, oh, it's like, oh, everything looks cool. Do you want to come up for an interview? I was like, yeah, sure. Oh, wow. So, so I go up and, and do an interview with their QC manager. And at that point, it was uh, Matt Cohen, who now runs Fiddlehead. Oh, really? <laughs> so he's like, he's like, everything's great. He's like, you're going to make it big in this industry. He's like, but I will say, just, I, I won't work here. <laughs> like, I'm about to start my own thing down in Shelburne. So just stay in contact with me. I was like, all right, cool. So I was like, I'll just hang around for a little bit. And then um, I was still, at that point, I was still living in Albany. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to go out to Omega again, get some beers and whatnot. And I was like, okay, they have good beer. And I just kept going back and forth. I'd go like twice, three times a week to go get beer. And- I still haven't been out there. I want uh so hopefully this summer, you know, once all this quarantine nonsense lightens yeah, right. up, <laughs> yeah, it's I can funny to think this take a little so road trip. Right. This is so funny to think that this all happened about 11 years ago. I was going to so, say, this is <laughs> a while ago. This is when the shop was still in the brewery, which is cool. So like I would just keep going back and forth. And then, uh, and then the store manager at the time, Sean Bolger was like, wow, this guy is really persistent. Uh, he kind of knows his stuff. And I was like, if he's gonna keep showing up, he's like, we can get him a part-time gig down here as, as a tour guide. And that's how you get a job. There. You just keep showing up and buying stuff. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's what happened with our uh, with with my assistant Alex. You know, he was oh, really uh, yeah. He, he just kept showing up, showed persistence, and then Dieter was like, okay, how am I gonna get rid of this guy? Oh, you know what? I'm gonna hire him. And <laughs> he's like my right hand man. He's also our cider blender too, which is great. Um, <laughs> so yeah, like. Uh, I get hired as a tour guide and everyone's like, you're a little overqualified for, for running tours for this. Like you have a degree in fermentation science and, and we see where you're going with this. And basically Sean was putting that so I can get my foot in the door to get yeah. into the industry. 
and it worked out great. Uh, I was a tour guide for a whole uh, two weeks. <laughs> I remember I ran. I ran <laughs> really a- made a name for yourself. Yeah, right. So I was running a couple of the tours, and the guys on the floor, like, they looked over, dude, this this guy knows more than I do. What is he doing <laughs> in tours? And then I remember I would leave, uh, I would finish my shift, and then, uh, like, uh, that would be around, like, 6 o'clock, and they would just be finishing up a filtration run with a filter. It's like, you ever seen one of these? Like, oh, yeah. I was like, you ever clean one? Nope. So they had me clean it, and I did that on my – just volunteering and would help out for a little while in the brew house. And they're like, okay, we're going to do like a test trial with you and see what we can do. So did a little test run with them. They, they really liked it. And then I ended up going on a, uh, on a road trip with my buddies. Cause also before I was a brewer, I was a BMX rider. So we did a, uh, we did a, a whole like new England trip. And I remember riding a skate park in Groton and I broke my foot. Oh man! So I was like, so I was like, okay, my trip is done. I'm gonna drive <laughs> back to Cooperstown now, and I start driving there, and I get a phone call from none of the other Sir Phil Weinhart. And he's like, hey, the guys are talking. They uh, they they want to bring you on as a brewer. Do you want to come in on Monday? And it was Sunday, and I was like, uh, yes. And I was like, but there is gonna be an issue. I am going to have crutches, and I broke my foot. They're like, so I still showed up at, you know, six o'clock and I was willing to do anything and I'm hobbling around the brew house and and they're like, okay, can you get in this open fermenter? I was like, I'll try. And and (laughs) cleaned it out with all with a broken foot. And then they're like, wow, this guy. That's dedication. Yeah, he's got heart. So (laughs) So uh, were you, were you at Amigain while they were making the Game of Thrones beers and everything? Uh, Actually, I uh, did a lot of the creations of some of those beers. Oh, did you really? Yep. So uh, let's see here. What was the first one? First one was Iron Throne that was done by my housemate, Justin Forsyth, who's actually now the R&D guy. Great guy, a.k.a. The Beard. The Beard? Um, yep. Uh, mine was uh, the Take the Black Stout, uh, which started as a Russian Imperial Stout. You want to do a Belgian-Russian. <laughs> and then uh, we went with the fire and blood which in concept that worked out and the pilots worked out great but we did it on full batch like it wasn't really what we were looking for but it's it's still sold we we uh de-seeded a bunch of ancho chilies like we would like uh let's see it'd be beaster shoik beard myself and then like some other random person that we'd help out oh we uh bring in like some of the the regulars from the tap room yeah and uh we would all sit around in a circle and we'd de-seed ancho chilies, <laughs> which was a lot of fun. And then, yeah, then uh, that's the fourth one. Fourth one was Valor Margulis. Uh, we always thought it'd be really cool just to do Abbey Ale without any spices. Yep. And I love that one. Then we did uh, Three-Eyed Raven, I believe, which was the Black Saison. Yeah. I, uh, I, didn't, I haven't had them all. I know that. Mm-hmm. Only, I only ever had like one or two. Yeah, but those those are the the, the first the first uh, five or the ones that I. How were you guys able to? Because those were like officially licensed, right? Yeah. So uh, HBO actually came to us. Oh, really? Yeah. Everyone's like, "Oh, you guys must have gotten in contact with them." It's like, no, they, we were their number one. They wanted to be a part of that. So that's amazing. I said no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hard and, to and say. It, you can't really say no to that. <laughs> yeah, and it, and it was kind of it was a little bit rough 
and it was actually perfect timing too because the decline of Belgian beer was happening right then. Yep. So we were going from running about 18 brews a week down to 10. And, you know, we were running three shifts, like pretty much doing 24 seven. Um, so we'd pretty much be done brewing by, you know, Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. So it's like, shit, what the hell are we going to do? And oh, then, man. and then the whole game of Thrones thing happened next thing, you know, like we're back up to 26 brews a week where we can start, we can have the, uh, the third shift guys come in at Sunday at 10 p.m. And then, of course, 6 to 2, 2 to 10, keep going on that ship. And you can go all the way until, like, Friday night. Jeez. Which is awesome. Yeah, that's mass production for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we were doing, uh, I think we topped out at, like, 48,000 barrels a year. Was a lot oh, of fun. geez. Yeah, that's a lot of beer. <laughs> So from, I know from uh, Omnigan, you actually worked at the pump station, right? Was, did, yep. did you, you overlapped with Sam? Uh, or how'd you end up meeting well, Sam? It, it was, it was really funny. So um, right when it was, when I was ready to say goodbye to Omnigan, which was a wonderful six and a half years. Yeah. Especially, you know, seeing where I started as like going into being, getting into the industry and then leaving Omnigan where it's like start as a tour guide like leave as like one of the top like the lead brewer or whatever shift shift lead and then and then doing all the r&d stuff then leaving omegang to go work for uh neil evans at ch evans brewing company it was actually right at that time that's when sam was leaving to go to mad jack and fire that back up oh yeah so uh ryan called me up He's like, hey, do you want to come back to Albany and be an assistant brewer with me? He's like, you're a little overqualified for it, but I think I think it'd be fine for you. And I was like, sure, why not? I can be closer to my family and stuff like that, and just being around this area. So yeah, like worked with Ryan for for uh, for a few years, and then he left to go out to Community Beer Works in Buffalo, and then I took over as the head brewer over at pump station and brought in Chris Leo, who was also from Cooperstown. He worked at a council rock ring. And then, cause I was talking with Dieter a bunch, bunch of times and we did a lot of collaborations with them and yep. did a little bit of contract brewing for them as well. Uh, because at that point they were only rocking on a three quarter barrel system. <laughs> wow. It was, it was tiny. Yeah. So it's like, we want to actually, you know, make some beer that we can sell. It's like, okay, well, Let's do like a 10 barrel batch of Dr. Paul Matthews. So he brings over the hops and all of the barley. We brew that beer for them. And then he's sitting there, he's chatting. He's like, you know what? It's like, I know we've been talking about this for many years. It's like, once I can get some money and afford a brewer, it's like, I would love for you to come on. And I was like, yeah, well, that's fine. I'm cool with that. So we stayed in contact for a very, very, very long time. Actually, I met. Dieter and Lori, when I was still working at Oma Gang, uh, met them out at Cornell. Oh, really? Yeah, during a, a hop talk with uh, Dr. Carl Siebert. Um, <laughs> yeah, so they're like, yeah, we have that small hop yard in Albany County. This is going back to the Cornell time. Uh, I was like, oh, cool. Whereabouts in Albany County are you guys located? Because I'm originally from that area. It's like, oh, we're a small town called Altamont. I was like, no shit. <laughs> My driver's license still says that. 
And I was like, oh, we're, so where are you guys? Like, oh, we're at Indian Ladder Farms. Like, no, exactly where you guys are. I was like, you guys are on 156. It's like, oh, yeah. So now fast forward. And he's like, yeah, I, I, if, I can get the, if I can get money to pay for a brewer, I'd love to bring you on board, especially with your experience and, and your knowledge and all your networking skills and stuff like that. And it kind of worked out because at that point, Dieter was ready to start building up like going from a three quarter barrel system to a three barrel. And then eventually we'll be at the 20 barrel system. And Sam was looking to get out of uh, city steam. So I, I let him know it's like, Hey, I'm going to be leaving the pump station and X amount of months. And I was like, all right, I know you want to get out of Connecticut and come back home. It's like, just let me know whenever you want to come back and we can make the transition very, very smooth. Awesome. yeah, Sam and I were talking about that for maybe like a year. And then I think it might have been like three days. <laughs> I think it was a three-day lap that, that we had over at Pump Station. <laughs> and then, but, yeah, just coming here to the farm is um, actually where, where I like to be. I don't, you know, like to go into a catalog and order mall or order hops. Like, yeah. I look out my window. Like, I'm looking out my window right now. I can see the hop yard. Um, and that's you know that's where all of my hops come from which is really cool it's like you have like all these New York State farm breweries out there and you have some of these micro like uh, some of the the smaller micro breweries that are like okay well yeah we just use you know New York State uh, malt and stuff like that but everything that we use is 100% estate Uh, so that that means that everything that we use is grown here on site um, which is kind of cool because there's not many breweries in New York State that, that have that ability. And no, there's uh, just in doing the podcast, a lot of them definitely. I mean, the majority of their stuff is certainly New York State, but it, yeah. you know, they're occasionally getting something from out of town or something like that, just to kind of fill everything out they need. Exactly. What I what I like to do is, especially because we do, like I said, we have the hop yard. We can spot pick and make blends. So my biggest thing that I've been doing with uh, a lot of my hoppy beers is instead of just going by name, uh, we get full analysis on all of our hops. So I just look at hop oils. So it's like, okay, I want to have like some sort of like floral aspect to this. So I, I'll just like look at my chart and I was like, okay, geranium that has uh, 0.07% oil content. I was like, that's pretty good. This one has 1%. I was like, okay, so I'll take these two. And it's like, okay, well, you have the beta pinene and you have your myrcene. And you, I just look at all the hop oils and then kind of come up with a certain blend. And I kind of come up with how this beer is going to taste. And it always, it, it, it works out really, really well. It's been working for us for the past, shit, three years since I've, or two years since I've been here. Yeah, it seems like... Uh things have been working out for you guys since you've took over there i mean i mean obviously sam at the pump station's brewing some great stuff you guys have been have really built it up since you started right to where you're selling where you were selling out on weekends and until you moved into are you still making really the same amount now that you're back in the hainer area Uh, or yeah actually uh, the production has actually picked up a little bit but now you know that we're going through this pandemic production has slowed down a little bit Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we, last year, just on the three barrel system, we were pushing out over, over 400 barrels. 
which is still a lot of beer for a three barrel system. She she gets a lot of work, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, like when working I hard started, for the money. Exactly. I think when I first started, I think we were doing maybe like a hundred barrels or so. But yeah, it's just been a lot of fun dealing with all this. And um, but yeah, it's nice too because we have our own canning line as well. Yeah. Uh, so it kind of lets Alex and I get used to running the canning line and try to like troubleshoot because all of our stuff is made in New York state as well. It's all made from uh front designs. Great canning line, great canning line. But of course, every equipment you have, there's always going to be a little, you know, quirks and whatnot. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. So we, we've just been learning how to uh, adapt to that and, trying to do any way possible not to call Ben from Fraunhofer. And it's like, <laughs> we can do this. Like, we are grown-ass adults. We can do this shit. And, and uh, I've we, noticed... We've been doing really well with that. And um, so it's just really fun to be messing around with that. Like, awesome. we, we've been doing a lot of cans for, for ciders and especially a lot of the beers. We have some... We uh, Today, we actually just canned up uh, a new uh, music collaboration beer that we did with uh, the wonderful Ritz Carlton. Oh, really? Yeah, so it's, it's uh, Ritz Carlton's Milk Stout. It's probably one of the trashiest names we will ever have <laughs> for a beer. But, you know, if, if you know of Ritz Carlton. Hey, uh, man, I have been, sense. since I started this podcast, I've been trying to get someone to name a beer Slap and Tickle. <laughs> uh, it's not working yet. Someone's yeah. got to do it. You could yeah, be the right? first. Yeah. This comes up every few episodes, so for anyone that's listened to more than a few, I'm sure they've heard me go through into this. <laughs> yeah, the, the old slap and tickle idea. The old, the old slap and tickle. It slaps you in the <laughs> face with your taste and then tickles your throat on the way down. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, the other thing that's been, that helped us out a lot with, with growing as, uh, you know, a small estate brewery doing a lot of collaborations right i was gonna ask you about that just following um indian ladders collaborations <laughs> yeah just following uh the indian ladder social media stuff i mean you guys get around man <laughs> yeah any anywhere where you think that we won't be we'll be there like we've done um what have been some of your favorites uh of course we did one we did a collaboration with uh creature comforts down in athens georgia uh, we did a uh, the beer was called Good Migrations, and everything that was in that beer was was grown here on this farm. Um, so it was let's see what did we use in that? We used Tinka barley, which was um, it's a German variety of barley, two row yep. barley. Uh, we also used some spelt, some oats, uh, our Helderberg hops, uh, nugget. Uh, then we also sent down. 400 pounds of blueberries and 275 pounds of raspberries. And we just had a bottle release of that probably about a month ago and we're all sold out of it, which is great. Uh, we've done a collaboration with uh, New Belgium. We did like a New York State Pale Ale with them. Uh, we did one with Prohibition Pig in Waterbury, Vermont, KCBC down in Brooklyn, as well as Innerborough in Brooklyn and collaborations oh, with other half lots of uh, great places yeah we actually i think we were the first ones to do a collaboration with other half oh really yeah we uh, i believe Dieter went down there and they did a stout 
and uh, what else did we do? We just did one with uh, Greenport Harbor uh, down in Greenport, Long Island, as well as Mustache Brewing Company. <laughs> Mustache uh, Brewing Company. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard of that one. I like that. Uh, yeah, they're great. Uh, and then we were, before all of this happened, we were lining up to do a collaboration with Sierra Nevada, which oh, really? is really funny how that all happened. So uh, at the end of January, uh, Dieter and I went out to Portland, Oregon for a hop for the USA uh, hop conference. Mm-hmm. And this dude comes up to us and he's like, are you guys from Indian ladder farms? And we just like, we look at each other. It's like, we're in Portland, Oregon. It's like, I know it says it right there, but. Uh, hi who are you <laughs> it's like no we hear what you guys are doing with like the whole estate thing in new york state it's like that's really awesome it's like cool so who are you it's like oh i'm bo bramley and it's like oh cool so who are you he's like i'm the farmer for sierra nevada oh wow so it's like wait what <laughs> so we we were hang- we just hung out with him all the freaking time when we were out there and then we were flying down to Santa Rosa so we could do a collaboration with Fog Belt Brewing Company. Yep. Plus Dieter and Alex were going to a cider conference in Oakland. And it was like a Saturday. We, we flew into San Francisco. We met Alex at the airport and then we started driving up to Santa Rosa where we were staying. And then the next day we're like, we have a surprise for you. We're not going to tell you where we're going. And then we actually took a three hour drive from Santa Rosa to uh chico and then they gave us a whole tour of the facility and they're really interested in using some of our helderberg hops that we have awesome. which is a proprietary hop uh which actually will probably be going through in the next month or so uh we've sent that hop out for analytic analytics through uh hopsteiner mm-hmm. and usually they can find uh the pedigree for your hop uh so we sent some out from Bovina, New York, which is down in, I believe that's Green, no, that's not Green County, Delaware County. Um, and then Steve Miller gave us some hops from Montgomery County, and then there was some other spot. But they would all come back as like Cluster or Fuggle. Um, our Helderberg hops came back as an unknown pedigree. The closest thing they were related to was California, California Cluster, but it was like, way way off the chart so wow that's interesting so that that's what really drew attend like the guys at sierra nevada like dude we would love to do a beer with you guys and hopefully we can when this is all over yeah that'd be huge right yeah as a, as a small brewery like <laughs> oh we're doing door we're just doing a collaboration with you know sierra nevada <laughs> no, i don't think anyone's ever heard of them no not at all never heard of them <laughs> It's pretty amazing. Well, I dropped that. Drop that <laughs> name right there. Had to pick that up. <laughs> so uh, everyone, go check them out. I think they they're probably struggling. Yeah, right. To, you know, really get the name out there. So how are things? Let's talk a little bit about Indian Ladder. How are things? How's life on the farm these days now uh, with all the quarantine and social distancing and things uh, like that? It's it's really weird. Obviously, a farm is not really a business you can just put on pause. Exactly. Yeah. Far, there's still farming that has to be done. Um, it, it, it's, it's, it's very weird. Like we have our friends that are, you know, we do curbside and 
and we even do deliveries. I'll I'll run your delivery if I'm not brewing or anything like that. Um, <laughs> hey, I had Sam, I had that's why uh, one of the reasons I had Sam on. He delivered the beer for for me the oh, day really? before. Yeah. Shit, I would. <laughs> like, well, let's talk about this beer you just delivered. Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, it's just it's just weird because you know you're used to going up and shaking people's hands and you know dicking around and whatnot and and kissing babies but now i'm just stuck hanging out with my girlfriend (laughs) (laughs) but you know like i I do see dieter and i do see alex pretty much every day that didn't sound disinterested at all (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah like eh, we have to keep our distance and and it's just really strange because you know like i'll be delivering to some of our regulars and it's like it's like i would love to just give you a fist bump or like shake your hand right now and just thank you so much for for all the support especially this time right now and yeah it's just it's weird but the nice thing is it it does slow down production for me a lot which Mm -hmm. can kind of help me build up a little bit of a schedule because i like to can once a week transfer once a week and then brew once a week and then i have those other days to go do deliveries or go out in the hop yard and whatnot so how has life on the road been for you when it comes to deliveries oh it's not bad yeah we only do like a i believe it's like a 10 mile radius so mm-hmm. uh, most of it is close like del mar and uh we had we actually had a niskiuna one um, oh really on saturday nice everyone's like oh i don't know that's kind of far it's like eh, whatever <laughs> <laughs> it's fine <laughs> but yeah it's like case sales have been really nice um we're just basically just trying to stay afloat and keep payroll (laughs) is so is there an official rule that when you deliver beer there has to be some kind of food product according to the sla yes okay whether it's a bag of chips whether it's a bag of jerky it has to have (laughs) it's funny what qualifies for that yeah right (laughs) but we did start doing uh food like to go food on uh friday and saturday you can check all all of that stuff out. I believe it changes every week too with the food. So if you check ilfcb.com, um, it gives you like the rundown of what you can order beer cider wise, whether you want a 16 ounce can, whether you want crawlers, whether you want just beef jerky or eggs. Uh, but there <laughs> there is food options on there too. Like eggs last- and beer. That's what it's exactly. all about. <laughs> That's all you need. That's it is. Champions, man. Great. I've had, uh, yes, yeah, since all of this quarantine stuff has happened, I've had beer delivered twice, which is <laughs> not something I've ever done before. Yeah, right? How weird is that? It's like a weird it's, We can get beer without even, you know, putting pants on. You know, I can go outside and get some beer from a stranger in a car with people looking at me. It's great. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, what well, is going on over there? Well, that's the weird thing, too. Like, whenever I show up, you know, I have, I have my black nitro gloves on. I have my dreads up and then I have like a bandana on <laughs> like I ring their doorbell. It's like, I swear I am not robbing you. I'm doing the opposite of robbing. I'm <laughs> you, you bring happiness to these exactly. people. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, we have, we have the battle Prius. So <laughs> it's a fully branded Prius that we have that we just run around for. Well, usually it's for our sales guy to make sales runs in, but you know, <laughs> Right now we're just down to uh, four four employees right now. So yeah, actually, three employees. Three employees, Megan. Three. Four. Claire's still there. Okay, so four employees. Four. All right. 
So I think most importantly throughout this entire podcast, the question I need to ask is who's running the Indian ladder social media that keeps posting pictures of Poppy, the baby lamb, because he is freaking adorable. Uh, That is my girlfriend, (laughs) Megan. Oh, really? Oh, Oh, for the, Oh, for the Indian ladder. Oh yeah. Not, not the cidery. There's yes. There's oh, two yes. different social medias out there. Yes. Just Indian Ladder Farms and then yeah. one for the cidery and brewery. Yeah, that's uh, Christy Stafford. Do yeah, you get so to that's... spend time with Poppy because he looks adorable? <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, have, they, have they shown uh, the other one, uh, Bella? He was, they, there was a picture of him with his friend. Yeah, so that's the other, the other one, uh, this, the one that looks like a skunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, Pop- that's Bella. Um, she's a she's a little Jacob lamb, uh, lamb as well, and yeah, Poppy kind of looks like a baby cow just because of the coloring. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, they're they're really cool, especially because you know it sucks because baby animal days should have happened last. It would have started last weekend. Yeah, I'm right? sure that was a big draw. Yeah, it would have started last weekend, and it goes until May. But you know, Megan and I live here on the farm, so and we have. The lambs out behind our house, so it's like, oh, oh, oh it's seven o'clock. Oh, we have to go feed the lambs. So we go and feed the lambs, or oh, be outside grilling. And then one of the ladies that, that works for the farm, she's like, Scott, do you want to see the lambs running around? And I was like, hold on, let me get Megan. Running out like a bunch of kids, and they're just having a hoot of a time. <laughs> a hoot of a time. A hoot of a time. That seems like the proper analogy for. <laughs> The kind yeah, of time you would have with baby around. lambs. Yeah. <laughs> it is fun. So during these days of quarantine, what are you doing to keep yourself busy while you're at home? Well, what am I doing? To, uh, working on any hobbies outside of the farm in Bruin? <laughs> working on any hobbies. Uh, I've been using my pizza oven a lot. Really? I have a little tabletop pizza oven outside. I love that thing. been watching a lot of YouTube. Uh, I started... Uh, NHL 19 on Xbox <laughs> so I can finally play my brother and kick his ass in it. Nice. And now he's like, oh, why didn't you get 20? I was like, I don't know, because 19 was on sale. I don't know. <laughs> it's cheaper. Exactly. I got I to gotta learn the, you know, how to play it first before I can start getting into shit like that. By the time well, you're ready, 21 will be out, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, but that's really what I've been doing, but Pretty much. I did see a couple pictures you posted. Do you have like your own skate park somewhere set up? <laughs> no. So, well, we did a while ago. So okay. that, those photos were. Were they uh, older? Way older. Let's see. It's 2020 now. So that was probably 2007, 2008. Oh, wow. Um, like, I, like I mentioned before with the whole BMX thing, I used to. Get flow from a company called uh, FBM Bike Company, mm-hmm. and they were based out of uh, Johnson City, out by Binghamton. And uh, we also had this really shitty, like fun clothing company called Venom. And it was basically there. Were, there were a bunch of like clothing companies that were around because that was the big thing to do, you know, back then. Have a T-shirt company. Um, <laughs> everyone was all serious about all their shit, and we were the ones that were out there having fun. And then my buddy Jake, uh, Dave, Chris, we all got together. And my buddy Jake was like, oh, my dad's got this garage out on Pinewood Ave in Troy. 
that is not being used for anything. He said we could put ramps in there. Sweet. All right, let's check it out. So we cleaned it all out, and then we basically built like a mini skate park in there. Awesome. And it was like, oh, it's a rainy day. We can't go ride on the street. It's like, oh, let's go ride in the garage. And, of course, in the winter times, it was really tough. We had a bunch of space heaters, and there was a load, load-bearing post that was knocked out a bunch of times um, <laughs> because it's literally in the middle of the room, and that's what holds the roof up. Super convenient. Oh, yeah. I remember coming off that vert wall and then ditching my bike, and I remember watching that post flying out of that thing. In slow and, motion, I assume. Oh, yes. <laughs> and the roof dropped about like five feet. Oh, and I'm, I'm not a tall guy. I'm, you know, five, six. And my head could actually touch the roof. Oh, wow. So it's like, oh, man, this could have been really bad. <laughs> it's not something you want in a skate park. Exactly. That's why it was private. You know? <laughs> no one had to sign any waivers. It's like, just come and do some work and you can ride it. I got keys for it. It's like, eh, are the keys really effective? Like, just walk through the back door. <laughs> <laughs> I did go to a skate park once or twice with my BMX bike when I was young. And I do remember having to sign like a waiver and things like that. Of course, not knowing any better. Yeah, right. Where, where was the skate park? Maybe I this was, No, this was when I lived in South Carolina. So, where about South Carolina? Uh, Spartanburg. <laughs> Never heard of it. No, I don't think I've ever. Yeah. That's a, is that a near. It's not near the coast, is it? Uh, opposite. Yeah, it's pretty much like the northwest corner of the state. It was a Spartanburg-Greenville huh. area know, up there. I know Greenville. Yep, it was pretty much a neighboring city. That's where, that's where uh, Dave Nero was from. Well, that's where he lived. Did he? Yep. That was, they, they, we used to call that uh, Pro-Town, USA. Really? Yeah. It was about a 25-minute drive into Greenville from where I lived. Yeah, it seemed like Greenville is a cool place. It was really, it really blew up. I've been back in New York for, oh gosh, it's got to be like 15 years. Mm -hmm. I'm from New York and I lived down there for like five or six. Oh, shit. And then, uh, yeah, the Greenville really blew up into like a tech type town, I think. Weird. Spartanburg kind of went the opposite way. (laughs) But uh, I was, yeah, I went to a skate park a couple times, once or twice with the BMX bike, but I kind of had like a crappy bike. Yeah. So I never really got that into it. The bike was kind of falling apart. (laughs) <laughs> but I did start getting into inline after that and going a few times with that. And that was super fun. It was fucking exhausting, though. Oh, man. Rollerblading. That's fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, At I never got a scooter kid. <laughs> it was fun. I enjoyed, hey, man, I enjoyed like the quarter pipes and, you know, the, yeah. all the boxes and things around. Can the- I call you Brink for now on? <laughs> sure. Remember that movie? Was it Airborne? Was it? That all sounds familiar. <laughs> Megan, was that Airborne? Oh. <laughs> no, that's Air Bud. Oh. <laughs> same thing. Yeah, same same difference. <laughs> did the dog wear skates? I'm sure he probably did. It yeah, know. exactly. In one of those I movies. Would, I wouldn't be surprised if they made Air Bud on rollerblades. <laughs> but yeah, there like, like, there's got to be like 10 of those movies. He's got to skate in one of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so now I'm just waiting for the weather to get nicer again so I can actually go back out and ride. I've been out a few times last year, but I'm just so busy with everything else. I'd like yeah, to get back into riding. And... I, I, don't do, I definitely don't do the inliner BMX stuff anymore. More of a uh, take the uh, – I got a mountain bike, and I kind of just ride that up and down the bike path. Again, we're yeah. fortunate to – I live right by the bike path, so that's great. And it's a beautiful oh, cool. bike path. Hells yeah. 
You go right by the mighty Mohawk, right? Yeah, man. It's a uh, chunk of it runs right along the river. It's great. Nice. Yeah, we got the we got the bike path here in Warriorsville that goes all the way down to the port, I believe, Port of Albany. Yeah, I. Uh, Which is great because I think one day Dieter and his son Wolfgang, they uh, they wanted to ride the whole rail trail, and of course it's all downhill coming from Warriorsville. <laughs> so they get down there and they uh, they're like, oh, let's go to City Beer Hall. So they go to City Beer Hall and then they call up Lori with the. <laughs> oh, can you bring a big enough vehicle for our bikes? Because we're just gonna throw our bikes there and we'll ride back. Because there's no way they're riding back. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, I'm. I'm also. I've been trying to let Megan allow me to build a quarter pipe somewhere. It's probably gonna be up by the brewery if I if I build a quarter pipe. So that way, no. That'll kid. be a fun addition to the farm. Yeah, right. <laughs> so that way, none of the kids can go and get hurt and get radical. <laughs> well, only the brewer. Yeah, after the brewer, brewing beer the all day. The and... assistant brewer are the only ones that are allowed to get radical. <laughs> yeah, after after brewing and tasting beer all day, that's what you want. Exactly. Brew. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> I always thought that'd be a great idea, but I knew it was a terrible idea is to open a skate park and a brewery together. Yeah, that's <laughs> good call. Yeah. Well, I guess it would be all right, like if you had like little kids, and like high, kids you know, skate and or ride really, bikes and parents. Really just, good liability insurance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, just make sure you're not drunk when you go out in the skate park, or if you do, it's after hours. <laughs> <laughs> all right, question ah. for one last question for you. Yeah, dude. Scott's tips for quarantine. Any tips for the people out there as to what they can be doing to fill their time? Other than drinking Indian ladder ciders and beers. Oh God! Other than because that is a given. Create a like. Uh, start a new hobby. Start a new skill. All we're doing is puzzles and YouTubing. All you're doing is puzzles and YouTube, <laughs> and I hear your girlfriend yell. <laughs> no, I I've been learning how to whittle wood. Yeah, don't let him <laughs> pretend like he's learning something. <laughs> I'm, I'm still working. um but but for the for the listeners i I would say learn a new skill like you know make the best of a of a shitty situation you know yeah man i keep telling myself i'm gonna do that when i'm not working from home but it usually ends up as netflix or video games (laughs) yeah right (laughs) well don't worry tomorrow which is gonna be thursday it'll be april 9th it's uh it's gonna be rainy out so you'll be able to get some video games in too I'm fortunate enough that I actually have to, that I uh, am still working through all this. Or at least I go into the office two days a week and tomorrow's one of the days I work. So yeah, right on. Yeah. So I think that's probably still working. Yes. At least you still have a job. So that's very fortunate. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's interesting times we live in. Mm-hmm. And uh, it seems like a great place to start wrapping things up. <laughs> yeah. Right. And start, so, cooking some, and start cooking good food too. Yeah, I uh it'd be a great time to learn to cook, but I'm still eating shit. <laughs> still eating shit. <laughs> Ramen noodles. <laughs> you know, the usual crap I would eat on a weekend probably. Right? Yeah, yeah, like uh the other night I marinated some chicken and some fish sauce and white pepper and saffron and served that with jasmine rice and just put that on the grill. That was great. Yeah, man, and, I've uh, definitely been marinating a lot of chicken. Yeah. We have a lot of chicken as well. Megan yeah. was trying to figure out what the hell we're going to do with chicken tonight. And she, I think she she got our Aunt Jemima thing on, so she looks like we're going to do southern fried chicken tonight. There you go. 
Country, oh, sorry, country fried chicken. Country fried chicken. <laughs> so you want to do Nashville hot chicken. Ah, uh, all right. <laughs> but yeah, we uh, and also on the pizza oven, like make it make a Taylor ham pizza. Amazing. Oh man, maybe I should get a pizza oven. That'd be great to play around with. Yeah, the well, I don't I don't know how much it is, but I got a I have myself an uni, uh, which was actually a housewarming gift from Megan's uh, parents. Oh, fun fact: Megan's brother is uh, brews for artisanal. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Have you I know, met Adam before? Haven't. Maybe I crossed paths with him. I went and you did an episode at, there with Kurt. Mad Jack also. Really? With uh, Brian. Yeah, I don't. Maybe I, I don't know if I crossed paths with him or not. I went and I talked to Kurt for a while for one of the episodes. Kurt was a great guy. Briefly met Colin. <laughs> Colin's a cool dude. <laughs> <laughs> I remember hey. the first, time, first time I really hung out with them, I think it was at BCTC. And uh, for some reason, Colin wanted to rub bellies with me. Rub That's, sweaty bellies. That sounds right. Yeah, and unfortunately, I can't do that with him right now because we have the same. Now's, now's not a good time to do that. <laughs> I, uh, that would be frowned upon. Right. Yeah. But, you know, once, once all this virus nonsense is done, go all, go all in, man. Exactly. You got to do what you got to do, man. You do. <laughs> now, that's a great place to end. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's going to do it for this episode of Stories from a Bar. Big thanks, Scott, for hanging out, sharing some stories, drinking some beers and chatting. I really appreciate it. Hey, no problem, man. It was been, it's been a blast. Yeah, this was fun. And for anyone out there wondering what they can do to help support Indian Ladder Farms, the cidery, the brewery, or any other part of the farm, what do you suggest? Look on ilfcb.com, order, order some beer, order some food, whether you want a delivery or, or if you want to do curbside. It'd be great to see the, uh, the support of everyone in the area and, and try some farm fresh beer. There you go. And I definitely recommend the trailer IPA. This was delicious. Thank you. And it has the child designed label. So that was. Nice. Oh, yes. I'm going to throw <laughs> another one in. I'm going to throw another thing in there. So in the next uh, week or so, or next, uh, probably about two weeks, we'll be releasing a, uh, a new beer that's called All Together. So it's a uh, worldwide collaboration with um, other half brewing company. So all the proceeds of that will go to some of our workers that have no jobs right now. So awesome. I'll definitely to to all your hospitality people. I'll definitely keep an eye out for that one. Hells yeah. Well, keep, keep uh, looking on our Instagram, ILFCB. Yeah. Obviously things change daily. So certainly be sure to follow Indian Ladder, Cidery and Brewery on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. It's the best way to keep tabs on everything going on these days. Or if you and... want to hear more bull crap every other Friday at <laughs> WEQX. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you're on the, you're on EQX a lot. Yeah, we have, I have a face for radio. <laughs> and Pee Wee's Playhouse. And Pee Wee's Playhouse. <laughs> and for anyone interested in hearing or learning any more cool info about Indian Ladder Farms in general, certainly go back and check out episode 10 where I sat down with uh, Dietrich and Scott for a little bit to talk all about the farm, a little bit about the history and just cool stuff in general big thank you to everyone out there for checking out the show you can find stories from a bar on facebook follow the show on instagram and twitter at stories fab and of course you can find the episodes on apple and google Podcasts, podbeam stitcher spotify youtube pretty much the usual places you would go to find a podcast 
Uh, so be sure to subscribe and even more importantly, leave fantastic reviews. It's always greatly appreciated. So until next time, cheers. Cheers, buddy.